what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to the True Performance Show by Ziegler. Every positive pursuit in life, every progression of personal development, change is fueled by one thing, inspiration. It's the drive and the hunger that propels every good endeavor. Without it, we merely have a dream, but never actually move. With it, we can actually overcome insurmountable odds to achieve our desires, convictions, and calling. In this show, we come together to drill down into what really makes success tick and how we can apply it to our unique personal and work lives. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and right now we're going to inspire your true performance. Hey folks, this is Kevin Miller. This is episode 406 of Ziggler's True Performance Show. Our goal today is to talk about goals. We're going to hear from Zig. And I want to start off with a quick analogy. If you had to travel cross country to get a desired, get to a desired or needed destination, would you do any planning or use any tools? Uh, In a few days, I'm flying myself and 10 family members cross country. Oh my gosh, we've spent, uh, especially my wife, a, a grand deal of time planning it and utilized a toolbox of resources. I mean, maps and uh, apps and websites and payment methods and airlines and car rentals and, and on and on and on. And uh, so what is my question to you then is what's one destination, a goal or desire that you would like to achieve? And is it just a hope that resides in your mind? Or if it's something you are at all serious about, what are the tools and resources that you will utilize to take action and give it a chance of happening? We've got to know what the destination is Uh, if we're going to get anywhere we want to go. Uh, Zig is going to talk about this in today's message. And then, of course, we will dig in further. Today's show is brought to you in part by designcrowd.com. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com. Designcrowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs and small businesses outsource or crowdsource custom graphic, logo, and web design from designers around the world. Designcrowd has more than 500,000 designers from over 100 countries ready to help you with any creative and design projects you might have. So check out designcrowd.com slash Ziggler. And that's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash Ziggler to learn more and get started. Uh, they also have a special VIP offer for our listeners, designcrowd.com slash Ziggler. Today's message comes from Strategies for Success Blueprint for Achievement, which you can get in MP3 format at Ziggler.com. In this segment today, Zig's teaching a live audience, as he normally is when we listen to him, and he refers to a few times to the Performance Planner and his book, Over the Top, uh, which you can also get both of those products uh, in hard copy uh, and and electronic, I believe, at Ziggler.com. So just so you understand the reference point there. I mean, I listen to Zig clips 
every week as I craft these shows. And Zig is always taking new angles to get to a lot of the same points. And he often uses similar stories and, uh, or the same stories, which we get to know. And he uses a lot of the same analogies. Uh, there's a decent amount of repetition. So I want to press impress something upon you and me again, that the key to our positive change is constantly working to reprogram our minds, to improve our behavior and actions, and therefore our outcomes. Well, reprogram, reprogramming your mind, it's a lot like working out. One of my favorite analogies, because it's just very easy to understand and tangible. And if I want to increase my biceps by an inch in diameter, and someone shows me the best exercise and the best machine there is, can I go do one killer workout and be done and move on to the next body part? Well, of course not. But this is how most people, uh, most of us approach personal development. We hear something, uh, we get inspired, and then we leave it and we don't come back to it. I mean, at the core of everything, our, our primary necessity to improve at all is to increase our belief and expectation. And that is programming. So I was thinking about this idea here and a tangent or a, a, a story on that. My family is uh, heavily involved in a Native American children's home down in New Mexico. The children there come from abject poverty. Uh, most literally, literally have nothing. They suffer from significant neglect. They're addicted to sugar. And uh, from all this, they're just profoundly apathetic. They hope for nothing. They expect nothing. They don't believe in much of anything. And our first trip there, Taught them in a class for five days straight. I was going to just show them a new world, inspire them, have them write down their goals and radically change their lives. And it was initially an absolute failure. I mean, exposure was meaningless. Uh, I was devastated and ashamed at my ignorance in this. But, you know, many years later, we've adopted one of those kids and our little three-year-old. And the rest of them, though, most of them are lost back to the reservation. But this one, it took years of investment and reprogramming, and she's still heavily in that process. Uh, likewise, we brought a five-year-old little boy home uh, for, with us for a while, you know, washed him up, dressed him in new clothes, bought him toys and personal possessions, gave him a clean, nice bed in his own space, fed him healthy, wholesome food. And, and what happened? Initially, again, nothing, nothing. It, it, it took the same thing over and over for not days or weeks, but months. And slowly he started to adjust and to be differently programmed. You know, we're no different. I think we assume that we are because we may hear something and we, the light goes on and we do have understanding and realization. We get it, you know, and that's a big deal. That's the first step. But then generally, again, the next day we wake up and plow into our day and week and months go by. And, and what happened to that realization, uh, that inspiration and revelation and epiphany? I keep a journal. I mean, some of this stuff, you know, I, I literally even write down, you know, how often I naturally go back and read that. I don't, and I'll look, I w but when I do, I'll look and go, oh my gosh, I, I had such a revelation and I've done nothing. I've done nothing with it. So if we think of it as a seed, you know, getting a seed, that realization means you just got a seed, but the only way you're going to get any fruit from it is to prepare good soil, plant it, fertilize it, water it, give it sunshine for days and weeks and months. And even, even when it starts to sprout, it's weak and bears no fruit. It has to be nurtured till it's strong. So how many new messages do we need per day, per week, per month, new ones. And how about finding a main message that we need or, you know, a handful that we need and listening to them over and over and over and over until it's planted in our brains and our brains are rewired, reprogrammed. So just something to think about as we do hear some of the same perspectives over and over, we need to, whether they're from different people or the same, but 
we, we tend to just gravitate towards the next new thing. I know I do. Well, hey, so on that note, let's listen to Zig teach and train us now. You see, a goals program will move you from survival, and some people who see this will be in a survival mode, to stability. Then it'll move you from stability to success, and from success to significance. As you set your goals, a light goes on in your future. Hey, I see something there. With a game plan for life, you become more confident and focused on what it is that you really want. But the fact is, you can't be everything to everybody. You can't do everything you want to do and have it all. Now, I know that sounds just a tad bit negative, but that is absolutely true. For example, in America today, there are over 50,000 ways to make a living. That's a bunch of ways to make a living. Now, if you do even one half of 1% of them, you'll starve to death. I think you would agree with that. You've got to focus on what it is that you really want to do because you'd fail at all 50,000 of them. You must keep the main thing the main thing. And what is the main thing? It's a balanced life. What does it mean to you if you made millions and destroyed your health? What would it mean if you climbed to the top of the ladder and uh, your family deserted you or they grew up uh, in a way that you don't like? See, the problem is all of your life, You've been told you can't set a goal to be happy. Let's talk about that just for a moment. Is that realistic? Now, let's take a look, if you will, at what it is that everybody wants. Well, everybody wants to be happy and healthy. They want to be prosperous, at least reasonably so. They want to be secure. They want to have friends, peace of mind, good family relationships, and hope for the future. They want to love and They want to be loved. Now, to get all of those things, you got to deal with all of life. Your personal life, your family life, and your career. you got to deal with the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the financial. But let's look at that goal. Can you set a goal to be happy? Well, let me ask you some questions. How many of you believe that your health has any bearing at all on your happiness? Can I see your hands, please? All right. How many of you believe there's something you can specifically do that will improve your health or tear your health apart? Can I see your hand, all right? Now, in other words, you're saying that your health has something to do with your happiness and you can do something about your health. Isn't that what you're saying? Don't want to put words in your mouth because that ain't sanitary. But that's really what you're saying, is it not? Okay. So there is something you do. Now, how many of you believe that uh, your prosperity has anything at all to do with your health? Now, I'm not talking about getting filthy rich, but I'm talking about at least having the necessities where you can have a degree of assurance that if you have a blowout, you can still get a new tire and go on uh, with your life. Does your prosperity uh, have anything at all to do with how happy you are? Can I see your hands? All right. Our life gets out of balance when we carry a full academic load and we've got to work full time as well. A natural disaster can throw our life out of balance. Those things just happen. If your company is downsizing and that eliminates you or it goes bankrupt and you're out of job, then that will, you know, kind of throw your life out of balance. But since the procedures are in your manual, which comes with this program, I'll deal with the steps quickly that we're going to be covering. Now, let me tell you this. 
the bad news is to put together a goals program. It's going to take you 10 hours or more to organize your program thoroughly. That's about 10% of the time it takes to plan a wedding. But we're talking about planning your life. A lot of times when I tell people, 10 hours to prepare, they say, oh, I don't have 10 hours. Did it ever occur to you that the reason you don't have 10 hours is you don't have a goals program? Does that make any sense, uh, folks? The answer is still yes, isn't it? Okay, I'll help you with the tough ones. Now, uh, here's the good news. The good news is you will find between 4 and 10 extra hours a week as a direct result of investing the 10 and spending about 15 minutes a day from there on end. See, so much time slips through your fingers because as a general rule, as you've already discovered, people with nothing to do want to do it with you. How many of you, you know, (laughs) have noticed that, all right? Now, here's some more good news. When you learn to set one goal, you can set any goal because the formula is the same regardless of them. So let's take a fast look, and I'm going to zip through this because I want, to, want you to understand you're getting all of these printed instructions in your manuals, and it's in the performance planner, and it's in my book over the top, but I'm still in a sales mode. I want to sell you on these ideas, all right? Step number one is you print, and you've got a dream sheet in your performance planner and in your manual. On your dream sheet, you plant everything you want to be, do, or have. Now... Let me tell you something. A lot of people say, oh boy, it'd take 10 dream sheets for me to do all of that. And it'd take me two days just to do that. Trust me when I say it will take you roughly an hour to do that. Then what you do is you wait 24 to 48 hours and you ask yourself now, why do I want to be, do, or have this? And if you can't answer that one in one sentence or less, then it is not a legitimate goal at that point. And you need to cut it off at that point. Then you need to ask yourself five questions and they're so enormously important. Is this really my goal? Or am I doing this because uh, my granddad told me this is what I ought to do? Do I want to go to that college because that jerk down the street is there? Or do I want to get that new car because that individual has it? Well, that is, uh, you know, really not a legitimate reason. Is it really my goal? And second... Is it morally right and fair to everyone concerned? Folks, it's just one of those laws of life. You cannot take advantage of and abuse others and climb to the top over those bodies. You can really have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Is this, third question, is it consistent with my other goals? Now that's important. You might be heading for number one salesperson in the whole world. And on December the 22nd, somebody invites you to go on a two-week skiing trip. Now, the skiing trip would be fun, but is that going to be consistent with being number one? Or wouldn't it be wise to wait until January 2nd to take that trip? Is it consistent? Is it going to take me to those major goals? Can I emotionally commit myself to reach this goal? Now, I say emotionally, people say, well, you know, I'm logical. In a pig's eye, you are. (laughs) How many of you saw the movie E.T.? How many of you cried? I wasn't even a person. Yeah, you're logical, all right. Yeah, you sure are. We make emotional uh, decisions. 
Can I see myself reaching this goal? And then number four, ask if I reach all of these objectives, will my life be in balance? And finally, categorize your goals. Short goals are one month. Intermediate goals are a year or less and long range over a year. In other words, it's longer than that. Now remember, Some goals must be big. We talked about that earlier. Some goals must be long range. Some goals must be small and daily. Some goals must be ongoing. And some goals must be as a result of consultation. Most goals must be specific. We need to keep reminding ourselves of those things. Otherwise, we might have everything that's going to happen five years from today and nothing today. Or we might just be planning for today and forgetting about what's going to happen five years. We need to answer those questions. Now, step six, seven, and eight, the script is in your manual, your performance planner, and over the top, so I'm not going to be reading that. But there are specific examples you can follow, regardless of the objective, whether it's uh, raising positive kids, getting a better education, buying a new car, becoming number one salesperson, losing 37 pounds, getting significant raise, acquiring a new home, being a better maid or parrot. And let me say this, the formula is the same. If I were to ask you what five times five were, you'd be offended. But if I ask you what 3,268 times 1,471 were, I said, give me an answer right now, you'd probably say, what are you talking about? But I give you a pen and paper and say, figured out, you wouldn't have any trouble because you know the formula. When you learn the formula for setting one goal, you will know the formula for all the goals. Well, Zig leads off with saying a goals program will take you from survival to stability, stability to success, and success to significance. So a couple couple relevant points here, important points, um, and we'll use money as a fo- as the the focal point of our of this analogy. I would divine survival financially as trying to make ends meet. I mean, just trying to get the bills paid, hoping there's enough money to cover the monthly expenses. Some of you listening are, in fact, in that place. And something to really take into account is very few, if any, success stories did not experience being in that place, a time of true survival. I've experienced it, unfortunately, more than once. To get out of this place takes a lot. Well, the next piece then is he talks about stability, right? You have a steady income. Talking about finances again, you have a steady income that pays the bills and you're not overly concerned with the basic needs of life. However, the vast majority of the populace, whether making 3000 per month or 13,000 is living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have reserves to miss a month's income hardly. Um, and additionally, we know that around 80% of people are dissatisfied with their jobs and, and their work, and they would change if they can, meaning 80% don't enjoy what they're spending their time doing to make their needed monthly revenue. Well, Folks, I don't believe any of us would really call that true success. I mean, it's great. It's great to know that, you know, you've got things covered for the most part, not to have the stresses of survival, but I don't know that we would call it success. So, you know, again, survival, then we go to stability, but is that success? We may have a lot and be grateful uh, for it, but is it success? Are you in a place right now that you would say is the success that you desire? Well, to go from stability to success, again, takes a lot. Most of the guests we have on the True Performance Show have achieved a great deal of success, and they're now pursuing significance. I mean, just looking at a list of recent guests in iTunes, we had John O'Leary and Dina Dwyer Owens, Brian Buffini, Simon Sinek, 
Kerry Wilkerson, John Hayes, Chris Gillibo, Kyle Wilson, Brian Tracy, to name a few. And they're all devoting themselves to messages of inspiration and hope and helping others with the lessons they've worked hard to learn as they've gone from survival to stability to success. And they're now on to significance, no, significance, which is, it's the ultimate fulfillment. I mean, these are destinations that will take planning and tools, which brings us to step number one that Zig mentioned, and he talked about a dream sheet. And now I mentioned often, uh, or I do in the show that I dreams aren't my necessarily my favorite term. It, it sounds kind of lofty and out there and something that would be, I'd be neat to, to have that. It's, a, it's kind of a dream, but not necessarily an intended destination that you're going to commit to. But again, whatever work, uh, word works for you. I mean, if it's uh, so is it a dream sheet? Does that do it for you? A goal sheet, a desire sheet, conviction sheet, want sheet, need sheet, achievement sheet, whatever it is for you. But this is the starting place. If you will simply do this exercise, whether in Zig's performance planner or on a blank sheet of paper or in your journal or on somewhere on your computer, if you will do this, as he talked about, you'll place yourself in the top percent of achievers, successful people globally, and you'll increase your odds of achieving those things by 50%. And that's literally what most people, uh, most leaders will say, uh, Zig has, and I've heard lots of others too, that getting your goals, your intents, your, your, your intended uh, achievements down on paper, writing it down on paper puts you halfway towards achieving them. And to some degree, I think it kind of sounds like a bit much to say really 50% because you can write it down and do nothing. But uh, you think of this, I just went from on an anniversary vacation with my wife and we dreamed about it for a while, finally decided upon Cancun as the destination. We went and we bought plane tickets. So I'm going to, I'm going to compare that to putting it down on paper. Okay. So there it is a destination on paper official. We know where we're going and we have to plan to get, uh, we have a plan to get there. I mean, that's half of it. That's really half of it. Now, the next is we got to pack, drive to the airport, make our flight, get a shuttle to the hotel and so forth. But we have a, an official plan of action down on paper. Uh, and, and once we, you know, once you do that, once you have that definition or that destination officially uh, stated, then you can plan accordingly. That's where you start the steps from. It's kind of simple, but it probably won't be. It won't be as it's, it's work to really think through and clarify what do you want. I think for most people, it's daunting to have that blank sheet of paper, blank computer screen there. So um, on that, let's drill into that a little bit. However, right now, I want to thank a sponsor of today's top performance show, Earth Class Mail. They move your snail mail to the cloud, giving you instant access 24-7 and they integrate with the tools and services that you use every day. It's crazy that we've moved everything we do for business over to the digital world, but still need to pick up and sort and manage physical mail. In my rural area, we don't have personal email boxes. We got to pick it up about four miles away. 95% of what I get is junk that I immediately throw away. Well, with Earth Class Mail, you can get the mail scanned and accessible online 24-7. You can search your mail, send invoices over to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit checks, and really just make running your business a whole lot easier. You also get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners, and investors. So you'll never need to worry about someone showing up at your front door, especially if you run your business from home. Earth Class Mail is a great solution. It's perfect for businesses and independent entrepreneurs of all types. So you can visit earthclassmail.com slash Ziggler. You'll get your first month of service free when you sign up. Again, that's earthclassmail.com dot com slash Ziggler. I want to give you I want to give you a tip uh, for your goals. 
and to get to it's to get to the result. So here's an example. Let's say you have a goal of increasing your monthly income by 2000 bucks or making $10,000 per month total or getting a raise. These are great and, and specific, but it's a means to an end. Uh, also list that end. So the, the initial, you know, uh, two, 2k, 10k, uh, getting a raise. I mean, those are rational listings and that's good for your head, but your heart needs an emotional listing. So you want a result. You want to make 2000 more per month. So that what, so you can pay off debt, that it's an anchor to you, a stress. Uh, so you can work less so you can maybe, you, so you can afford a better car. So you can afford the, a dream vacation. Um, or, uh, you can quit working on weekends and be with your family more, uh, maybe so your spouse could quit or have the margin to pursue a better job or start a business. Again, what is it? What's the result? 2000 bucks per month is what you want. So that X. So as you, it's the motive and the driver. I mean, it's the result that you want and having both of these is a big deal. So when you write down your list, I'd like to have this and do this, put the why. So you put the, so that you can do what, what is that end result? You need to have both of those in there. Um, and in that light for this exercise, here's another idea as well in the list above your, your dream sheet or dream sheet, goal sheet, desire, conviction, want, need, achievement, your sheet, your list. These are all focused initially your, our heads are, are gener- uh, generally wired to think of the positives you know, the desires. Okay. What are the things we want? But you may find help by looking at the the negatives in your lives, uh, the things you don't want, the pains, the things you want to go away, list them and then list the positive behavior, the positive outcome or achievement that would solve that problem. I was thinking about this as I, as I, uh, crafted this show. I mean, for instance, I I don't like to stretch. I don't desire to stretch, but if I think of something I don't want, I don't want pain. I don't want back spasms. I have some back problems and, uh, my specific issue stretching does help. It's the solution for that thing. I don't, I don't want. So I need to stretch twice a day so that I don't have back pain and I'm fully mobile to enjoy the active lifestyle. I love that's what I want to be. I want to be mobile. I want to be pain-free. So just a you know, few different ways of looking at it to help you be able to do this task. So next, Zig asks us to do something really brilliant and uh, to even give, well, one, first off, to give, a, give it a day, write your list, give it a day, and then go back to the list and do five things. Let's, talk, let's walk through these five things. First ask, is this really my goal? I mean, it's a good time to be honest about how important is it to you? Do you really desire it enough? to work towards it. Do you really want that? So I've run the Pikes Peak Ascent out here in Colorado three times. It's a half marathon that goes from the bottom of Pikes Peak to over, over 7,000 feet up to the top. And after the last time I did it, I had as a goal to do again for a couple of years. And I finally let it go. I really don't care enough to train for that distance right now at this time in my life. I'm enjoying 30 to 45 minute runs and going faster instead of a, a long slog. So even though it's a grand goal, I'm just, I'm crossing off right now because when it comes down to it, I don't really care to commit and invest myself in it. Well, that's a relief. And I think a lot of times when we first make out a list and I would encourage you to make it, to, to exp- make it as expansive as you can, uh, for that first list. And then when you go back to it a day later, like Zig talks about, then get real and say, do, is that really, is that really my goal? Well, and the next thing, number two, is it morally right and fair to everyone concerned? And for me, I immediately thought what well, everyone thought about my family and well, thinking about the aforementioned goal of Pike's Peak uh, Ascent, that kind of fits in there. I mean, to run well for over three and a half hours, I need to be training longer distances, taking more time. And I, I really can't afford that much time away 
from my business endeavors, my partners, my family, my own personal care. It's just not the season. And, uh, I, you know, I doubt many, you know, he says, Zig says, is it morally right and fair to everyone? I doubt there's many people listening here that would put anything down that's morally wrong, but they may not, but it may not be fair to every, uh, to the others you care about, or just not be best for everybody that the goal achievement effort would affect. Well, number three, Zig says, is it consistent with my other goals? Well, let's, let's look at this as an analogy. If you have a goal Let's go back to the one I, I talked about earlier. If you had a goal of increasing your income $2,000 more per month to help your spouse quit their job or have more security in pursuing a better job opportunity, then you list, and, and then you know next somewhere else on your list, you have a goal of becoming a coach this season for your kid's soccer team. That might infringe on the work you need to devote to the prior goal. And, uh, and, and help you see that you might need to wait on your coaching goal till the next season after you've achieved this increasing your income goal. I mean, Zig also said to ask yourself if you can really see yourself reaching this goal. And to stick with that current analogy, I may need to get real with the fact that, well, it's sweet to want to invest in my kid by coaching their team. Maybe I can invest in another way because I really don't know that much about soccer. I'm not a great coach and teacher with little kids. So while it's nice, no, I don't really, I can't really see myself doing this. Okay, great. Mark it off or, you know, set it aside for another time. So that's, that's part of that. Uh, number three, is it consistent with my other goals? Well, the fourth thing, um, he says, if I reach all my objectives, will my life be in balance? Well, I, I had a goal personally, for about three years of building a barn with our big family, we have far outgrown our little barn and now have stuff sitting all around everywhere. It's like a big uh, Sanford and son looking deal for, for you folks over 35. You'll know what I'm, what I'm talking about, but I, I live in a big forest. I have a wood mill. I want to design and build a barn by hand by myself. However, there's no way this is going to happen right now. Uh, with kids ages six to 21, other family we care for, businesses we're building. Um, my wife is, is now pursuing her doctorate. There's no way I could do that goal and keep the other priorities in balance. So either I let it go for now or, or I hire help um, and, and just do a minimal amount myself. But let's keep talking about balance though, because I don't want to I don't want to leave it just in that one perspective. So I'll use another building analogy here. Eight years ago, we had our fourth and fifth kids and, and grew out of the house that we lived in. We literally had a crib and an oversized closet. We felt led to get our family in a house that would be home for the long haul, or at least a good while. I was still recovering from business failure, but we bought dream property, designed our home, did the general contracting. And I did a great part of the hands-on labor for nine months. I spent four to five days at that property living out of a fifth wheel trailer. I'd get up early when the construction guys came work with them till three, then go into a trailer and uh, with satellite internet and work on my business till I couldn't stay awake, fall asleep, do it the next day. My family was only about 10 miles away, but they were busy homeschooling and, and doing their lives. So we'd see each other for a bit here and there during the week and, and then spend all weekend together. But it was a tough nine months of being out of balance. However, it was a family decision that we were in agreement on and it had a deadline as well. Uh, it had a construction loan with hard parameters and you know, we got our certificate of occupancy moved in and all of a sudden, boom, back in balance. And of course, living in a very different reality. So the way you look at that balance, you get away the pros and cons of that. Um, now, you know, with that said, though, let me let me also caution you in an, an aspect of this. I see far too many people who really have some strong desires, but they want them to happen without anything getting out of balance, without disrupting their lives at all. 
they try to make little deposits here and there amongst their carefully crafted lives. Then they get frustrated as the months pass and they don't make any significant progress. Well, you know, the no pain, no gain is a cliche that has a lot of relevance to it. I, I had a friend once say that normally when we want to improve some aspect of our lives, let's say on a scale of one to 10, we're at a six and we want to get to an eight or nine that often we're going to have to stress things and, and dive down to a two first. And most of us don't want to do that. We spend all this time and effort to get where we are. We don't want to dip back any. We don't want to stress things. Uh, we don't want to get up early or stay late or give up our lunchtime or personal time or risk our income or or stress relationships. We don't want to rock the boat or imbalance things. But if we're going to do something new, if we're going to add something into our life or, or, or take on something big and worthwhile, it's going to disrupt other things. There are going to be some times of unbalance and some things are going to take a back seat for a while, reshift your uh, priorities. Well, which actually leads us right into the fifth Point that Zig made, which is to categorize your goals, prioritize. I mean, you probably can't go after once you do settle on, okay, these are goals that, that I really, these are dreams, goals, achievements, desires that I do really want to happen. Uh, you may want to knock out some smaller, easier ones first, or you may want to put all of them on hold and give everything to one important one. I mean, that's your call. Uh, that's, that's your, you know, that's your call, but categorize your, your goals, prioritize. So I'm going to leave you today with this sheet, however you do it, on a Ziegler performance planner, on your computer, on paper in some variety. Will you do it? If you're driving right now or on a run or at work, can you do it tonight? Can you do it in the morning? Can you do it this Saturday? Can you set aside one hour to think on what you want? And remember to write the uh, the, the rational part of it, earn, let's, my, the example, earn $2,000 more, and the emotional so that my spouse can afford some career options, however it's going to be. But you got the rational and the emotional. Uh, if you do want to get more official than a, a sheet of paper or, or a computer, you can get, the again, the Ziegler Performance Planner at Ziegler.com right now. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to the Top Performance Show by Ziegler. It's an honor to inspire your true performance together. Till next time.